Ask Ashley. Yep, that's me. And me. <laughs> oh, best friend. We killing them. No, no friends. Get rid of them. Oh, these no niggas. Yeah, I ain't feeling them. Yeah. It's just me and my ten of them. Start with straight going. shots and then pop bottles. Pour them on the models. No, shut it's up, good. swallow. No, if you can't swallow, shut up, gargle. Straight up out that water with my Mark Jacob goggles. I'm fresh shit in a mug. Yep, I'm a mug. No, I wouldn't take your girl, but I shall take her tongue from her. Could you tell I'm in love, woman? Like no oh, other that's woman. a good song. I'm sorry. Wow, those were good times in the club, too. Old, like, Lil Wayne was life for a really long time. Like, I mean, everything he, spanned, he did. He spanned more than a, a decade. Yeah. he. Sure. But his... Verses are still no. He's still, still him. He stopped. It wasn't like he got. No, he just started being yeah. to live every single Sunday because he did. He, got he was a resident. Literally, he was like the furniture. He was. He's literally he got every out, Sunday. Probably. Maybe that's not the best song for this type of time of year. Yeah, we should probably start with something a little lighter. Something like <sighs> no. <laughs> Don't want a lot for Christmas. There is just one thing I need. I do know the words to this. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. This is beyond a classic, right? It's probably the greatest Christmas song of all time. It is. I mean, honestly, like, obviously there's classics, but this is the fr- this is the only Christmas song that's like a Christmas song that just came. But I think what's so what's so incredible about it is the fact that Mariah Carey is a pop star with huge hits, mm-hmm. and this is still her, her biggest hit. hit. Yeah, like huh? one, yeah. But it's not like she's a one-hit wonder right. who did this song. Like she's got chart-topping number one. She's one of the biggest pop stars in our time at one point. Any store you walk into, any it's elevator this. you're on, I guarantee you, you cannot exist you from to. November 24th through 26th, yeah. whenever Thanksgiving is, through December 31st, oh, yeah. Yeah. without Maybe hearing times. this song. Let's pick a number. No less than once a day, at least. <laughs> I, I like to not. So no okay. less than one time a day from November 24th right. to it's December 31st. That's hilarious. This episode of Ask Ashley the Podcast is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. It's official. The Mariah menu at McDonald's is live. There's a Mariah menu? Girl, Mariah Carey. What better way to bring in the holidays with McDonald's than the Mariah menu? The Mariah menu contains a list of some of Mariah's go-tos. You can start claiming your freebies on December 13th. We've already missed a couple days, so we're late. We're late. Yep. All the way through Christmas Eve on December 24th. Every day of the promotion will focus on a different item that you can get for free with a minimum $1 purchase through the McDonald's app. And the options include everything from a soft-baked chocolate chip cookie to a cheeseburger. What? Girl, it's not just food. Timed with the launch, McDonald's is also releasing a special edition Mariah Carey merch. Oh, I gotta get the merch. We missed the sweetie merch. Hello, (laughs) that the app users can get for free. Amazing. So you go on, make sure you have your app, get your item. All you have to spend $1 Mm -hmm. to get your item, get your merch. Hello, Mariah Carey, the queen of Christmas. It's a no-brainer for me, dog. We love McDonald's. <laughs> but anyways, I know you guys have been hearing us 
chit-chatting and there's a, a third voice. It's been a minute since we had a guest in. And so this week, I brought a friend of mine. In front of us, we have Sahar, who's not only insanely beautiful inside and out, she's also one of the smartest women that I know. That's a fact. Sahar is also the first ever guest of any test pod, Dear Young Queen podcast. And it was during my time with her then that I learned so much about her and her story. And though the podcast idea wasn't fully developed yet, I knew that I had to bring her back yeah. and join me on it this time. Get in on this. I have been here from the beginning. Yeah. yeah. No, for real, for real, <laughs> That's for real, dope. for real. So Sahar, why don't you tell the people a little bit about yourself? Oh, man, there's so much to tell, but (laughs) we'll start off with um, I was born in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Mm. That's interesting. Uh, Yeah, I guess so. How long were you there? It's random. Yeah. (laughs) I only know one other person from Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. My parents kind of escaped Iran during the revolution, and Mm -hmm. it's the only place they knew someone. So they, oh, wow. So they were like, we're going there. We're going there. Yeah. They just didn't know any better. So And once they realized. <laughs> Not any better. Shout out to Oklahoma. We have yeah, shout out to Oklahoma. Oklahoma. I, I do have love yeah. for my roots. <laughs> I do have love for my roots. I do. So and when I was eight, we moved to the East Coast. My parents were deciding between moving to L.A. or moving to D.C. Oh, they made the right choice. Uh, they did. They I did. think so. My dad was like, my mom's side of the family all lives out here in L.A. And he mm. was like, yeah, I don't want to be around. <laughs> oh, <laughs> smart <laughs> man. <laughs> Smart man. He's yeah. like, yeah, so we're going to go over here instead. Yeah. So grew up in the DMV. Um, once I graduated, I moved to New York City and spent 13 years there until COVID hit. Mm. And then once COVID hit, it's like, let me just go and take my talents down to Miami for a little bit. That was like <laughs> the best move. I was like, oh, my God, that's I'm jealous. Yes, that's yeah. what you do. That's how you brave a pandemic. Just yeah. get out you of the know, cold was, to yeah. the beach. I was definitely in a panic, though. Yeah. My family, my parents moved back to Iran a few years ago. Mm. So, and I'm in New York City, and my only family's out here in L.A. I have a brother that was in Florida at the time, mm-hmm. but my only options really to escape being yeah. in downtown Manhattan. And, right. Yeah. In it the was, middle of a pandemic. Yeah, but not every, what was downtown Manhattan in the middle of the pandemic? It I was, know, but for the people listening, because yeah. people don't seem to understand when they, I they explain don't. how traumatic New York City was in the beginning of the pandemic. They, yeah. Some shit I'll never forget. It, yeah. There are no words that will adequately describe what it felt like. And mm-hmm. for me, like I, I get choked up just talking about it because mm-hmm. I had never experienced anxiety before in yeah. my life, kind of confident and comfortable with being on my own, you know, from an early yeah. age. But for the first time in my life, I just had this anxiety that built up yeah. so quickly that I really thought I had COVID because I would wake up with chest yeah. pains. <laughs> I would no, have that headaches. Is COVID anxiety. I was like, was oh my bad. God, I have to have COVID. This feeling yeah. is yeah. insane. My building, I pulled up one day and my building was condos. So mm-hmm. I was, you know, in a building where people, they own these units. Yeah, It was nothing but black cars lined up. And everybody was loading the cars up. People were like, I'm out of here. This had to be like the first or second week of March. March 13th. March 13th. So my building, by the time I left, I left the second week of March. By the time I was leaving, the building was already at 5% capacity. Imagine at night, all the apartments are dark. Like that. Like, so you live in New York You City, felt you like see- you were in one of those movies, yes. like apocalyptic it, New York. It was. Did you know yeah. my skyline outside my window? Yeah, it was Imagine just Imagine all the lights were out. Terrifying. It was all Terrifying. Yeah. So the only two places I really 
had family was Miami and LA. And I came to this point where I was like, where am I going to go? Because I mean, my condo in New York, it was situated for someone who travels a lot, who's out a lot, who's whatever. Yeah. So being home full time was... You're like, no, this isn't comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not meant for that. Mm -mm. So I didn't know where to go. Like, that was the most frustrating part is like, where do I go? What do I do? They were talking about shutting down airports. There was one day where they were talking about shutting down airports that all these people bum rushed to to get That's out so of it was scary. just insane it was yeah it's definitely a different experience being in the city like that compared to like well, that's what, what we saying, dealt right? with so out when here. You're it's in, different. When you're in, in New York, you on walking down the block, on average, you see 20 people. Yeah, no, the streets now, are always. Now like imagine that. the streets being completely empty mm-hmm. and all of the stores, not only just being closed, but boarded, boarded up. Boarded up. Yeah, that was, it was the scary. Crazy it was like the purge. So you could go even. out on West Side Highway and stand in the middle of the highway and you would not get hit nope. by a car. There was nope. nobody. Listen to me. At any given time you go on my balcony, all you're going to see is cars going up and down yeah. West Side Highway. I would sit outside on my balcony and wait for a car to drive by just for a sign of, and that's what, what happened is it looked like there was no sign of life. Life. Yeah. Yeah. It's scary. It was scary. And then as you started to talk to people that were still there, all you would hear was a story about how their aunt died or their cousin died or their brother died or their mother died. You were not speaking to another person that had not had, that had not experienced a direct lost yeah. in that city in that moment yeah to the point that it was so crazy i'll never forget i was working and somebody i worked with their aunt passed and she said you know we're gonna get her ashes in four weeks yeah i remember that yeah there was no claiming bodies no there was no coming to see your loved ones before yeah. it was straight throwing bodies in piles and burning them as fast as they could and then having to store them before they could ship them. So for all you know, people were getting all kinds of different That's people's ashes. Do you understand what I'm saying? Here's the other mistake I made. I took it very lightly in the beginning. Yeah. You know, like I didn't think much of it. One of my friends who lived in Washington State, she called me in a panic one day. I'm like, you're tripping. She's like, no, you really should be. This yeah. is serious. Again, took it lightly. One of my friends who lived around the corner from me started stocking up on groceries and stuff like that. And again, I told him, I was like, yo, like, so you're telling me it's either that bad that there's not going to be any groceries out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or it's too dangerous to go outside your home. Yeah. Like, you sound one? crazy. Yeah. And then <laughs> and he was right because I would go to the Whole Foods behind yeah. my house and there was one literally right. It was when I told you. And clear that out. was scary. Yeah. Clear, you couldn't get You couldn't anything. get anything. Nothing. You could not get anything. It Nothing. was scary. It was like that here too, but different. Yeah. It yeah. was just the anxiety started building up real hard, real, real fast. fast. Once it did. Once, Once it, it did, did, it went hard. Yeah. It hit super hard. Yeah. And my girlfriend, she could, you know, she could hear it in my voice. Yeah. And she was like, this is like at nine o'clock in the morning. She was like, she lives in Maryland. She's like, just come here. Yeah. I packed a week's worth of clothes and I was at her house by dinner time. Yeah, you were like, I'm out. I'm out. I ended up staying at her house for two and a half months, almost three months. But it, that was nice. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. I mean, her and her husband, I can't thank them enough. Yeah. They opened their home for me and never made me feel uncomfortable or like yeah. that I needed to leave. Mm-hmm. And it was the saving grace that I needed. Oh, Having that's... that support, like the support my friends gave me throughout that ordeal. Yeah, yeah. 
just made me really appreciate some of these like relationships I've built over time and yeah. how much they mean and man, just the kindness of people. I do think that one of the things that the pandemic did was really show how people could show up for other yeah, people. For sure. Right? Even things as simple as family things. I live also away from my family and don't hang out with my cousins my age. Yeah. We like started doing yeah. cousin zooms yeah right we did that too and yeah it was like it was there was a sense of bonding over yeah. the trauma that we all were facing where you're putting stuff into perspective and realizing yeah at the yeah. end of the day this is what you have yeah and yeah. so there were you're exactly right is that you got to see people show up for you the ones who will show up for you the yeah. things that you actually value and who's important it was a very Interesting time. So I went back to New York at the top of June. It took me forever to move out because there was, it was still bad. You couldn't even get an elevator to move out. I remember this. She was like, the My next building. time. She's like, the next time I can move out is July 4th. It was like 4th of yes. July. Because I can't get the service elevator until then. Everybody was leaving. Everybody, like the city got wiped. Nobody understands. Yeah, nobody. It got wiped. You could get an apartment in New York City at that time for pennies. When I tell you, they were taking pennies. Anything. They were like, they, please. Whatever you're going to give me this month, I'll take it. I'll yeah. take it. Because the building is at, like she said, 5% capacity. 5%. And then I lived in Tribeca, and, you know, it's Tribeca, it's Soho. All the Black Lives Matter stuff was happening. Oh. My whole neighborhood was boarded up. Yeah. So that was a whole nother a like whole separate element. thing because that all happened. Yeah. You need basic supplies. You can't even you can't even shit yeah. board it up. Yeah. It's like there's it, a curfew. It got crazy. Yeah, there was the a curfew. curfew. It was a lot. Yeah. A lot. Yo, yeah. New York was a different beast at that time. How long? Like when did it start feeling again like well, I'm not, not so I, crazy? I left. You left. <laughs> but for you, like what how long do you think you guys existed like that? That well, bad. what's tricky, what's different about L.A. In, in New York is that, remember, we had a weather change. Yeah. So naturally, people go in the house more in the winter anyway. Anyways. Also, there was the, the fear of germs. Everybody mm-hmm. gets sick anyway in the winter. Yeah, right. Like, this is not the winter to be outside. Yeah. Once the weather broke in 2021... Yeah. And people could go outdoor dining. Yeah. 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 And outdoor dining and all of that. Yeah. New York City actually went on fire. Yeah. I remember that. It went up fast. Mm -hmm. Like the moment people could get out of their apartments to sit outside. Yeah. They were like, please. They did it. Yeah. 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 There was not a. But that first summer, people were still in. Oh, yeah. 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 In the house. house. In the the house. house. In the house. House. And I had already decided on Miami at that point, but literally by the time I got to Miami, Miami became the epicenter. Oh yeah, because yeah. Miami, Miami never <laughs> really up. shut down. They were like, eh, we it get became it. the epicenter. Everyone's like, why are you going to Miami? You're going from one epicenter yeah. to another. And I was like, look, I've already made the decision. Like, yeah. I'm, I gotta go at this point. Like, yeah. Yeah. at least in Miami, I'll have space. Yeah, I'll get a car. I can yeah. move around. The weather, on my own. yeah, the weather. And it ended up being really nice. Yeah. The thing, though, that I do hear in all of this is that through a crazy ass pandemic in a wild ass city under really f-ed up circumstances, you were still able to make moves. Yeah. You were still able and, to, you know, to figure out what was what was going to be your next step yeah. and how you could recreate or reimagine your current situation. Well, it's like this isn't it. Right. Yeah. So like it's interesting that you say that because I knew it wasn't it. I knew that situation like I knew I had to get out of New York. Something yeah. was just like you just got to get out of here. Yeah. And it's funny because I went to the airport and this is when I was flying down to Miami. Yeah. You know, and 
I had a bunch of stuff that I was checking in with um, at the front desk. I walked to the counter and I was checking in and the lady was like, oh, Miami, lucky you. And in my head in that moment, I was like, like, lucky me. Are you crazy? Like in my head, I was like, like, I have to move my whole life. Like, like, this is not a good thing. This is not lucky me. And I was telling my friend the story and playing it back for them. And they were like, well, what you have to understand is that this person can't leave New York. No, they don't. Whether it's the means, whether it's the children, whether yeah. it's the job, right. whether it's the husband, for whatever reason, th- this person has to stay. So from their view, yeah. You, you are, are lucky. lucky. You're lucky. And yeah. once I saw it from that lens, I was like, damn, like, yeah, she's right. I get it now. And I always wanted to go back and be like, I'm sorry, you're right. Yeah. Like, well, I was I, lucky. I was lucky. <laughs> Sahar, how are you? How are you so lucky? What? How is someone like you blessed yeah. to be able to Man, relocate? I ask God that question what? all the time. Because <laughs> actually, before I want to let you know oh, the most yeah. important thing about Sahar. Actually. And this is for all the listeners too, because it will apply to you should you step up and Listen make it happen. To me, what? Ashley, <laughs> tell me right now if you find. Yes. Sahar's partner. Yes. Mm-hmm. She will buy you a Birkin. Yeah. You'll buy me a Birkin? If you find my, if you it find is, my, let's be a little bit more specific. Sorry. It's husband. any Birkin well, I, I want. I don't know, Sahar, because I, can I be honest with you? I think we should say life partner. Ooh, because I've that's also fair. heard you toggle on marriage. So I think, <sighs> yes. I've heard you toggle on it. Okay, but it's, it's hard to define partner when it comes to a Birkin. So we got to be partner. very life Let's partner. Be life partner. Life partner. Okay. Life partner. This I'll give you that's that. For the rest of your life and also the person There's a you living do trust. life with. There's a living trust. They just don't want that piece of paper. Right. <laughs> yeah. Whatever Basically. Whatever Basically, it is. Basically, if you your person, if you find your person, husband, the person, yeah, your the person, person yeah. she will buy you a Birkin. Yeah. Okay. Listen, I'm on the job. Listen, you're not the only one. Every time someone hears it, they like, oh, wait, wait, hold that. on. I'm going to get it. Are you tough? Okay, let me ask. Okay, so you're single. I'm single. Okay. And then you were going to go into what you do so that yeah. the listeners can know. So um, by trade, I am an engineer. Mm-hmm. So I, I was actually a practicing engineer for the first eight years of my career and then uh, I moved into a sales role. So okay. I started out sales engineering, and then I switched into just a direct sales role, Okay, which was a transition for me because as a woman, I felt really prideful of being able to say I'm an engineer. Mm-hmm. And moving into sales, you know, it's like, okay, you don't have that title anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you're just a salesperson. Yeah. <laughs> so, a good one. Yeah. <laughs> a great a one. one. <laughs> yeah. It's worked out very well. Yeah. So, um, and now the sales I do is more on the digital side. So mm-hmm. protecting digital assets for different organizations, uh, mostly financial services firms okay. is what I um, sell to. So that's been a lot of fun. Um, it's taken me all over the world, which has been great. You know, most of my job in sales is I'll go to conferences, I'll go to client offices and have meetings with them and they're all over the place you yeah. know taking them out to dinner you know different stuff like that entertainment all that to help build a relationship and close deals and yeah. so forth so yeah. that's what i do that's it's dope because i've never fun. heard that's like one of those jobs where i've never met anyone that does that and that's so cool and you've been very successful at it yeah so that's it's dope. been a lot of yeah. fun um before i started focusing on financial services i have a natural love for fashion i mean mm-hmm. Growing up, I wanted to go to FIT. My parents just couldn't 
before to send me there. They're like, wait, up an apartment in New York? No, No. that's not happening. (laughs) Um, So it was always a love of mine. And what was really interesting and what I wish we we did a better job of, and when I say we, I mean people who work in technology, is Mm -hmm. like just articulating to young women out there, especially like you can be in tech and do some really cool jobs. Like LVMH was one of my clients for like six years. And that was yeah <laughs> I got to merge my two passions yeah. into one I wish that you would have been at the New York Friendsgiving Sahar came uh-huh. to the to the Miami Friendsgiving yeah. that you didn't you yeah weren't that able I to make at. it yeah but um my sister said at the New York one you know my name is Mariah and I'm just really excited to be in the room with all of you women who are super successful in non-traditional roles mm-hmm. and when she said that out loud I looked around the room and realized what incredible women I was able to put in a room that are super successful in ways that are not teacher, doctor, lawyer, banker. Right. Right. So like when you say things like that, it's important. It's important that we show young women the idea that you can work in any kind of industry. Yeah. 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 And (laughs) honestly, I would argue, and this is without taking any, like any of her talents, any of her intelligence, anything away from her, being a woman in a space that's male dominated has only helped propel so. her. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not the thing that got her there, by no. the way. Yeah. You know, and she worked her ass off right. and has everything to show for it. But that's just only an asset at a time. Like, I remember when we talked the first time, you sh- you shared a- a- about it being the beginning of like the dot com boom. Yeah. Mm. And the idea that there were close to no women in the room None. at that moment. None. I, there was companies I worked at where I was the only mm. woman insane so to me i just think it's important that we continue to share our very non-traditional routes i was explaining i took a call last week with a client i'm thinking about consulting with and i was sharing my story and i said basically that i had been in the music industry since i was a young girl because of adrian keely etc but i also wanted to work in the music industry because it was the way that i saw people of color making a lot of money Mm -hmm. without having to sit at a desk from nine to five yeah yeah that yeah. is like literally, literally where it started. I made my mother pay for a school that was $200,000. Right. Mm. Because I wanted this c- career of some sorts mm-hmm. where I didn't sit at a desk, but I had no knowledge yeah. of all the other opportunities. All the other things. And by the way, my mom had me at every job fair, every career fair, every college, like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. I had opportunity, access, yeah, all of all that. All the things. And I still didn't know. Yeah. And so we have to do a I better think, job. The same way yeah. we do a great job of showing our highlight reel, right? right. Our right, vacations yeah. and our girls' trips or our dinners or our <laughs> items, our yeah. clothes, and you know, to also show that diploma on the wall or well, that certificate well, from that extra well, class. People, yeah. well, people always, when I tell them I'm 19, they're like, wait, you work? <laughs> Because if yeah. you look at my Instagram, I really don't. <laughs> yeah, I really oh, don't. I thought you traveled. Right. For a I just thought you traveled for a living. Yeah. That's all I thought you did. Yeah, <laughs> like no, yeah. I actually work. And you know, I didn't have. And it goes back to the question of like, how did you get here? How are you so lucky? And this, that, and the other. And you know, it is truly by the grace of God because you know, my parents being immigrants to this, they didn't know any better. So yeah. in their heads, it was lawyer, doctor, engineer. Yeah. Those were the three things. And okay. what they failed to realize is like, no, there's so many other opportunities mm-hmm. out there. Like they just didn't know any better. The only reason I got into tech was I was doing a temp job and the help desk guy had a crush on me and like would, 
<laughs> would come like find reasons to come and help me with my computer. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. And then eventually, like we had a conversation. He was like, during the dot com era, like you, yeah. all you got to do is get these certificates, and anyone yeah. will hire you. And I'm like, wait, what? That's Just all I go got. get the certificates. Yeah, I opened a book so quick. <laughs> and that's it's that easy. So for all of the women, younger women that are listening, that are like trying to find your footing there are so many outside opportunities that yeah. are non-traditional routes it's interesting i always have this conversation with my sister who is um in the financial industry who works in a pretty traditional environment that like i'm like you do know that you do a lot of shopping she loves fashion she yeah. does yeah. i noticed that like yeah. she, she does a like, really good job yeah. i was like your sister like wow she's really great. Great. Fashion yeah. All yeah. The way up. yeah yeah a little bit like, change of hope like you know that <laughs> like there's a financial team at dior yeah 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 like do you know there's that right yeah there's things. ways for you to have yeah. a passion about what you love and still do what you studied and you got your degree for and all of that stuff i i used to always say i used to always say to a friend of mine like when you're looking for a job Find the brand or the company you love. Mm -hmm. Right. And then find what you can do within that. Yeah. yeah. You know, so that's another piece of advice outside of just trying to research no, non-traditional roles. Yeah. Find a brand or a company that you're proud to work for. One of the best things I've, I've seen all year is that Sarah Blakely video where she gifted every employee of Spanx. Mm, um, I didn't see it. No. What oh did she do? Oh, my God. It's I'm going to pull it up for you right now. Let me tell you something. That that advice you just gave as far as finding the brand you want to work with and, and going with that, I think early on in my career, it was more so just because I wanted an opportunity, it was about who could hire me. Yeah. Like who would be willing to hire me. Yeah. And as my career has evolved, it's more so like, okay, who do I want to work yeah. for? And this last company that um, I started working at, it was, I seek them out. I was mm -hmm. like, oh, this is where I want to work. Yeah. And I realize when I'm working for a company that I actually want to work for and I have this passion for what it is that you yeah. know I'm selling or doing or positioning. Yeah. I mean, it just didn't even, I know it sounds so cliche. It it didn't feel like work. It, no, it and just, that's the goal because so much of what you do becomes who you are. It shapes you. So like when you're passionate about something, it just makes life that much better because yeah. then it doesn't necessarily feel like work. work. It feels like. And it's, yeah. yeah. Not only and that, be broke doing something you're passionate the, about. Because you will it eventually. You'll, man. Yeah. A lot yeah. of times people give up on their passions because yeah. they're trying to chase the check. Yeah. It rings true as we're trying to give advice to, to younger women. But I can say it in my own life. 2021 has been the first year that I've had to completely work on my own not chase my passions and have a salary to like yeah. still support right. my life yeah. and that's scary right like, like that's a salary a scary, like, okay scary my rent is paid my this is paid my that is paid and now i get to chase my passions right no like to chase my passions and not have anything set i'm 34 yeah. years old yeah. and had the opportunity to go again to jump to another six-figure opportunity for someone else that would provide me a same cushy like same cushion not right. cushy, cushion, bitch. This shit was never cushy. <laughs> yeah, be cushion. Clear. Yeah, let me be very clear, okay? Yeah. Cushion to still live my life, to still, you know, get to hang out with all my more successful friends and no, all of those uh, things. No, right. <laughs> don't do that. Don't uh, do that. I'm going to punch you in your face. Um, right. But also, like, it's December. It's December 18th. That's 12 months. Good I just you. looked up. 
Mm-hmm. And for I love 12 it. months. And I'm in my 30s. You can't say to me that you can't recreate your life at any given point. Yeah. Right? Anytime you want. 40s, any- 50s. When, if, as long as you want it, that's the thing. And if, if you put your work in, a lot of times now, I know sometimes it's not like it's all, yeah. all sugar-coated. And right. No, it's not. This shit is not easy. It's a grind. You're going to fall a few times. I've definitely fallen a few times in, along my career path. But, I mean, it's how you, it's so cliche, it's how you get back up. It really like, is. It really you got to believe. It really is how you <laughs> it get is. back It really is. Yeah. And I, I. I do think that there is an importance and that is for people and there are people who are passionate about, about their that. companies and the places, like we said, and right. the brands that they work for, that they get up every day and go to work nine to five and are able to check out at 5 p.m. and spend their lives with their families. True. Which and, is nice. And that's something that I can say because I don't have a nine to five and, and I do have a family. Yeah. And it the 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 balance of that where sometimes it's like, oh God, I wish I could just shut my brain off at five and Hello? just be with my kids. Oh my God. But it's impossible. Yeah. But so. sorry, just to pull up that that Sarah Blakely clip. Um, basically, Sarah Blakely, the CEO of Spanx. Okay. Mm-hmm. She gifted employees a trip to anywhere what? in the world. Anywhere? Anywhere? All her employees? Yeah. She gave her staff the perk of a lifetime. Okay, so here's what happened. Sarah Blakely recently signed a billion-dollar deal for the company, and she wanted to celebrate with all her employees So, and for all their hard work. So this is what she did. Take a look. To celebrate this moment, I have bought each one of you two first-class tickets to anywhere in the world. Wait, she's not done. She's not. You know, if you go on a trip, you might have to like, you might want to go out to a really nice dinner. You might want to go out to a really nice hotel. And so, with everybody's two first class tickets uh, anywhere in the world, you are each getting ten thousand. That gave me chills. Oh that's imagine? like the dopest thing. That's like that's your like. I think in this new normal too, who we work for and what they represent it's and so what they important. stand for is gonna be is gonna carry so much more weight yep. than it did traditionally. Yep. Yeah. Where it's like, like I could take my talents anywhere. What are you as a company doing that is gonna yeah. help us both it's an grow? Employees market right now. Yeah. Oh, for sure. If you're a good employee. If you're right. a good <laughs> Right, right, right. That for sure. part. For sure. Yeah. I would like to know how is the difference between dating in New York versus dating in Miami? And what exactly are you looking for at this moment? So I can have a better understanding of what I need to also be looking for in order to get this Birkin. <laughs> <laughs> so the difference. Uh, that's a good question. Yeah. Or is it different? Our is the same everywhere. Well, (laughs) period. Actually, you know what? Pretty much. That that really does hold true. I just think it's the mindset you go into it with as as the person like seeking or hoping to be seeked. Mm -hmm. Right? (laughs) Um, I do think in Miami, I've been uh, just a little bit more available because just the whole dynamic of Miami and being out and you're yeah. on the beach, it's it's just a little bit more inclusive. And there's a mm. lot of people who migrated down there during all this. So everyone is a little bit more open to meeting folks. Oh, everybody's new. Everybody's oh, new. Yeah. So everyone's like, hey, hey. 
yeah. trying to catch new vibes and yes. shit. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Hurry up and finish your house. I need to go down. I know. Ash wants to move to Miami. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. so I will say that, you know, it's it's lent itself to, you know, yeah, a some more, good vibes. Yeah, some good some good vibes. Yeah. I'll say that much. Okay. Um, as far as what I'm looking yeah. for. Uh, I just want a partner. Yeah. You know, I think for me, what's really hard. Take like, your notes, Ash. Take some notes. Yeah. Okay. Give me a little bit of and my aunt, Okay, my bad, my bad. My aunt schooled me on this early on. When I bought my first house, she was like, be careful how much you accumulate on your own. Because the mm. more you accumulate on your own, the harder it is for you to let somebody else in. Oof. That's a bar. And I didn't understand it when she said it. And I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. And she was not lying because I think when you accomplish certain things in your life, as as you elevate, you want to meet that a person that shares that energy with you and can connect with you on that level. And you like kind of X out so many people. Yeah, because you're like, I've worked this hard to get here. Yeah. And now I need you to meet me where I'm at and then we could build together. Yeah. Correct. Exactly. So, and you know, the type of guys I like and you know what the, are these type of guys you know, just like him tall just dark handsome. Handsome. And also take no cu- notes on who I need to reach out to tall dark <laughs> handsome. handsome don't you have a Birkin already so I need, I need another one. Yeah, you can have another one. Well, then you should be doing a better job. You yeah. already knew about you, this. I only learned today. You about to lose your job. <laughs> you about to lose your job. Get That's this funny. Thing. I'm good. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I just feel like I do X out. Yeah. A lot of people. I do make myself unavailable at times. I do probably come off as staying a lot of times. Um, I like it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but p- p- clearly, certain guys don't. Whatever. Um, Toughen up. Unapproachable. Like I've heard unapproachable, which yeah. I don't intimidating, which I really don't agree with. I think we all hear that, and like yeah. we haven't talked about it yet. It's but it's excuse. been a it's been a topic about how are men intimidated by successful excuse. women? You know, I don't think it's intimidation. Okay. I think they realize it's more so accountability because mm. you have so you have met your equal. So there's a certain level of respect and certain way that this person wants to carry things that you couldn't otherwise get away with. You could get away with in another situation. They know they have to come correct. correct. Like they have to have their shit together. And that's right. a lot of well. work. And, and it's some really people, them a lot of men don't want to do that work. I've and I get it. Had, and I get I've it. I get it. I get it. I've yeah. literally had men tell me. I'm not prepared to do what I got to do for yeah. someone like you. Right yeah. Now. It's too much work. Straight up. You're dope as Yeah. And if I had it in me right now to go to put it in. But I don't. I will put it in. But right now, my business is about to do this. I'm trying to take my company to this. I'm trying to da 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 da. And I can't do. I'm looking for a good time, quick time. Not mm-hmm. a long time. Not, not a long, not a long time. time right now. Yeah. But if you're still single and about. <laughs> 18 to 24 months yeah i might spin the block circle circle back i might, I might circle back on you yeah it's not this episode of ask ashley the podcast is brought to you by aha sparkling water we know that we're your favorite duo but we wanted to introduce you to some of our favorite flavor duos from aha i'm a fan of the orange and grapefruit flavor For me, it's the lime and watermelon. Okay, but it's the bold aroma and taste for me. It's the no sweeteners, no calories, no sodium for me. (laughs) Listen, 
Whatever you do, just check out AHA Sparkling Water at your local supermarket and let us know your favorite flavor duo. I bet you'll find another duo that you can't live without. It's my favorite time. It's TV time. It's TV time. TV time. Anyway, so this week I want to talk about the Sex in the City reboot. Let's do it. The Sex in the City reboot is called, and just like that, the Sex in the City reboot. No, 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 no. It's not. It's a long it's title. It's a series? Yeah. On, so, on what? HBO Max. Okay. And um, the first the first episode aired on 12-9, so we're a little bit Sorry. into it. And just like that, a new chapter of Sex in the City. I, I didn't even realize they were doing a reboot. That's how much TV I don't watch. Yeah. Oh, so. you don't watch TV? Uh, not so much. Not your thing. Yeah. I mean, I like, like what are you I'm, watching right now? I love Succession. Oh, okay. Yeah. Everyone keeps talking about Succession. It's, it's good. Succession. Yeah. It's good. I started it. I'm on like probably first season, episode eight or so. Okay. It's um, slow. I, I watched the you, first yeah, two. Yeah, we talked about it. And yeah. we agreed on it being slow in the beginning. Really pick it up really a lot. Picks it's, up. Oh, it picks up almost too much, in my opinion. Like, like it's now getting, you're like, oh, whoa, chill yeah, out. Yeah, come on. Like, really? Mm. <laughs> this is this what really, we're doing. <laughs> is this is really going on. Yeah. This is, so the new Sex in the City reboot is mm. called, and just like that, a new chapter sec- of Sex in the City. <laughs> no. Something like and that. just like that. We're okay. And just like that. Dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. A new chapter in Sex in the City. A new chapter in Sex in the City. Nailed it. Fourth time's a charm. Anyways, um, so I've only watched the first episode, I'm ashamed to say, because I'm a huge Sex in the City fan. This is a Sex in the City continuation, but it's like post-pandemic New York. So we talked about pandemic New York and now Sex in the City is picking up in post-pandemic New York, yeah. which is interesting because for you two women that were literally living Sex mm-hmm. in the City, like, you know, coming out of that and what it looks like for these people that we've grown to love over so many years. So I was hey, really excited. I don't think I knew what to expect, but the idea that they would have picked up in reality yeah, right. of where we are right, right now in New York City mm-hmm. was crazy. Right. Yeah. You know, the one thing that everybody was worried about mm-hmm. was Samantha not being a part of the cast. Mm-hmm. And they so very casually dropped her out. Yeah. The ladies were at lunch. Mm-hmm. They said she had moved to London. Mm-hmm. Kept it trucking. Kept it trucking. But what they didn't keep it trucking over. But Samantha. Cold. Listen, right? Cold. No, what, no well, let me tell you what's going on. No. Spoiler alert. If spoiler, we alert. spoiler alert. Samantha, turn no, us off you if you don't want to know. But Ashley, Samantha, not the only character gone. No, she not. You, On I the very first episode Shut of up. this season, in the final minutes of the episode, we lose our beloved Mr. Big. <laughs> and Why? it's unreal. He dies. He dies. See, she dies. Of a heart attack. She waited all that time. She dies. Mr. Big whole ass dies. He dies while she's at Charlotte's daughter's recital. Man. It's it's nasty work. (laughs) Carrie and Big was to go to the Hamptons. But Charlotte had a piano. Was it piano recital? And Charlotte was begging Carrie to go. Mm -hmm. Fine, fine, fine. She convinced she stays. 
while Carrie is at the piano recital, imagine like the little girl playing the piano, mad dramatic. You see Biggs getting off the Peloton bike. You see him go to the bathroom. He's getting ready to get into the shower. He texts her, texts Carrie, goes to the shower. Before he gets in the shower, he grabs his heart. Mm. But at the same time, the piano's piano's playing. playing. Like intense. And Carrie Mm. comes home. Finds her husband. Life is short. Life is very short. And I think that could be like part of like what that was representing, like post pandemic. Like, yeah. Yes. At the end of the day, life is short. Life is short. Yes. Hold yeah. on to your loved ones. A hundred percent. Give them their flowers while they're here. Yeah. Don't take a moment for granted because we do that a lot. All the time. And exactly what I said to you earlier about what the true feeling in New York was, that at, at that moment when you were able to speak to someone else, they were losing someone or they had just lost yeah. someone. Yeah. That yeah. And brief. they really brought that too. But mm-hmm. what's interesting is I dug around, you know, i that went off and I was like, yeah. I got on the internet and I found out that the the true actor, like the character, the Chris man that Noth. Played, what's his name? Chris Noth. That's because she, watch she watches a lot of SUVs. So that's I do. He that. was on there yeah. too. Yeah. He was? Yeah. yeah. For the longest. Early SVU. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Girl, when I broke that's my arms, I started SVU from season one. Which one though? He was on, he wasn't on, um. He wasn't on Law and Order SVU. Sorry, he, he was, was on, on Law and Order. Order, the regular Law and oh, Order. Yeah, sorry. I'm I was sorry. like, what do you mean? I started SVU sorry. from season yeah, yeah, yeah. one. Sorry, I couldn't move. I was laying on that couch like <laughs> nothing but SVU for hours. Yeah, he was on the regular. I one. read though that he actually didn't originally sign on to the reboot. Mm, that makes sense. That he had to be convinced to participate because he felt like he had kind of given his all right in the role. It was done for him. Because what got those- crazier was. Supposedly, there was supposed to be a Sex in the City 3 movie. Mm. In the Sex in the City 3 movie, Mr. Big was going to die. Mm. He was always going to die. So when he didn't want to participate, we think they probably just grabbed him. We're like, yo, like at least let's carry this yeah. through. Yeah. They moved it up. And so he was able, like Ashley said in the car, she was like, well, at least I'm going to I don't really want to participate, but if you're going to convince me, I'll do one. Fine. Yeah, like right. one episode. That's not that big. That's a few days. Yeah, yeah. and that's he a got lot. That they off. probably paid him so much money, money. to come yeah. back and one do that episode. one episode. So they were like, okay, we'll move it up. You just yep. got to do one episode. He was like, cool. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Which, you know, it was tough as a fan because this is this relationship that you've watched develop over how many seasons, but movies. She has, like she went through a lot to be with that man hello a lot but there was never anyone else it was always him okay but let's Aiden was never gonna be him once you've been with someone like Mr. Big you think you're gonna go be with Aiden that's just not realistic compatibility chemistry conversation is real because Mr. Big is not compatibility he's some chemistry yeah yeah you can't create chemistry with someone it's either there or it's not and but when it's art, there, it's such a powerful, it's such a powerful energy that it's hard to break away from it. I, I think I've run this by you before. Would you rather have a 10 and a 2 or would you rather have a steady 7? And so what that means 
is do you want do you want this 10 that is this chemistry and this energy that has you on cloud nine but when you guys argue and fight it's a two like you feel it in the pit of your stomach you can't think you can't drink you can't eat that's called the roller coaster it is on it 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 just (laughs) consume it consumes you it consumes you no it it does because you have this you share this like energy with someone that is really powerful or would you rather have that steady seven which is what i could qualify as being you know compatible yeah Yeah. he's cool he doesn't do anything like whatever he doesn't rock the boat we get along we do have a good time we have the same morals and values yeah we get along but there's no spark or fire so as single women I'm, I already know her answer. I like I've that. tried that, to talk that, her out I've of tried, this. I've tried the seven and it's just You like, can't do it. It's just like when it doesn't work, when it's not going the way I want it to go, mm-hmm. it's like, well, why am I here? Bye. But and when then, that 10, and then when that 10, when that 10 don't answer his phone, you'd be going crazy. <laughs> the article I saw that this week on the internet that basically said, is that it's much easier to establish chemistry than it is compatibility. And when I read this article, I could not help but disagree. I don't agree either. So compatibility is the natural alignment of lifestyle choices and values of two people. Compatibility is also about the long-term potential of two people. High compatibility comes from similarities in lifestyles and values. Generally speaking, educated liberal people usually date other educated liberal people. Well, chemistry represents the emotional connection present when two people are together. So the basic traits of your or their personality and your or their slightest behaviors ravage each other's dopamine receptors in a neurological orgy of starry-eyed dreamness. (laughs) It's a lot, right? It's a lot. Some areas of chemistry are like the way the partner la- a partner laughs at your jokes, the questions they ask you about your day, the way you guys hold each other in bed. Mm-hmm. Listen, that one is one for me. I if I I'm a nook person. Ugh. Terrible. If I fit in the right nooks, because there are some people you can cuddle or hug that you just like naturally nook into. What are you saying? That there's some people that you can't cuddle with? Yes. What do you mean? Like your body physically doesn't, it there doesn't work? There are some work? people, your body naturally, just like your heights, your weights, everything, just like your head fits properly between the shoulder and the neck. Your leg fits like at a place that where your knee might not be on his balls. Like- Everything like your arm, your wrist and your arm fall over a place on his stomach that it feels natural that you're not like reaching or short. Like there are some people like, like you felt this where literally you oh, felt no. where your body literally didn't fit and you felt where your body literally fit with him. Perfect. Uh, not. No, I'm saying that there are some people. So are there several people? No. Yeah, there are like certain- there's a majority of people your bodies will blend no oh the majority of people your body will not blend that's why that's chemistry to me when i find the right nook yeah i'm like oh this is it my i honestly feel it when i can't get comfortable or i feel like like because i'm the type you know how i am self-conscious a little bit about my body weight on a man so i'm the type that will really truly 
hold my weight up. Like I'll lay in bed and have weight on my elbow so that all of my body weight in the bed as I'm cuddling won't be on somebody if I don't feel naturally comfortable that like, oh, this is my space. Like this is where I belong. Wow. Yeah. That's so interesting. And I'll like try to cuddle as long as I can until I'm just like, okay. And I just like turn over. I'm not a heavy cuddler, so this doesn't really like, I don't know. I like to sleep like over here. You sleep over there. I don't like to sleep on your chest and then it gets like sweaty and like my face. Is, yeah. <laughs> I don't, and I don't like, I, if I'm going to actually go to bed, yeah, I got to be on my own. Wow. So you can cuddle through. I can cuddle it's time through to go a little bit. Until it's yeah, time yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, okay, cool. We're going to sleep. Great. Yeah. I'm about to turn over. I'm about to get in my sleeping in position. In my own nook. That has nothing to do with you. That's interesting. I know. To me, that's chemistry. Chemistry is like the way, I don't know, like just like the way you're able to finish each other's sentences or saw the same thing and have a like... I, I don't know. The chemistry is just something, I don't know, something important, despite my brain knowing that compatibility. You can have chemistry with the wrong person. No, but the, what they're. You're yeah. not compatible. You're, you're the chemistry. I think the chemistry is what comes naturally. You can't help it. That's true. But on the same hand, I think compatibility is a more long term situation but the chemistry like you said you might find it in the wrong person but it's hard to find it in the right, right person. person it's hard to find that chemistry in someone that's also compatible because i think at the end of the day the only way that you're gonna have a successful relationship is you have to find someone with both yeah because you can be compatible and you can you and i think this is what happens with a lot of people who are married Mm -hmm. is that you live in the situation and you found your equal and, oh, I get you. And maybe at first it's a little bit fun or whatever because it's new, but then... The compatibility is what keeps yeah, you. It's what keeps you. But then these people are in marriages 10 years and then they're like, I'm just bored. You have to have that spark that's going to keep you coming back. back. But that spark by itself is going to lead you to disaster. Yeah, I agree. So... It's difficult. You're over here. Compatibility is going to keep you safe and even. Chemistry is going to take you up and down. Yeah. Well, compatibility by definition is the natural alignment of lifestyle choices and values of two people. Mm -hmm. So naturally, a drug dealer and a preacher are never going to be in a relationship because they're not compatible. Mm -hmm. Right? So compatibility could be life priorities, preferences, fundamental beliefs. Right. right. But chemistry, on the other hand, is the emotional connection present when two people are together. Mm -hmm. Some people call it passion. Yeah. You can call it love. Yeah. You can call it sickness at some point, honestly. <laughs> right. But the basic traits of their personality mm -hmm. and slight and behaviors align with your personality and your behaviors, one is based on fundamentals and morals and values. And the other is based on an emotional connection. And one is safe and stable. Yeah. And one is 
and rocky and crazy. Crazy. So one compatible equals seven and 10 and two equals yes, chemistry. chemistry. Yeah, totally. The goal is to find a what? In the middle. What's and the that's number, the y'all? And, and that's, a and that's the hardest part. A 10 and a two and a seven, what the number? So the average of a 10 and a two is a... Let's no. say like a 12 and a seven averages out at like a nine? You need a... I want... But you want that 10 and two. Why do, Why don't you want to feel that 10? Because I do also don't want to feel that too. And I think that a lot of times. So you want I know, a seven. I've That's been, what you want. You no, want no, a seven. No, 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 no. Because I believe that Those I. Those are your only two options. No, it's either no. a seven. No, she's chosen a or ten, a ten and, and a two. two. I've 100 percent chosen, a, chosen a, ten a ten and a two. And somehow we've been able to maintain for. We've been because. together for 17 years. So there is a level of sustainability. But I can also look at. My friends who are still dating, and sometimes as a friend, you don't necessarily want your friend to go through the same things that you've been through. So like when I consult her on dating, I'm always like, I don't know, he's a nice guy and he he likes you more than you like him. I love that for you. I love she that. She shares the seven. I, sh- I, I, in my heart, f- for my friends that are still searching, I would say go for that seven. Mm-hmm. But because here's the living thing. in a 10 and a two. So her choice personally is a 10 and a two. But nobody does anybody. OK, some people are OK with living in a seven. Yeah. But I feel like why would you ever cheat? Because I've been in plenty of 10 a and seven. My, my 10 and two. Have twos, you been in sevens? I have been in a seven. And mm-hmm. what happens in the seven? It's just. Okay, if he didn't call, he didn't call. Like, okay, I'm, I'm going to go do this over here good? anyways. Doesn't that feel good to not have your emotional stability and your tied. mood tied to a man to know that ultimately I'm existing in myself and this man loves me probably more than I love him. And guess what? My emotional stability is is his priority. Yeah. Well, but this is what I'm saying. I know I that want, that's the right way, but I can't I don't, choose it. Yeah, I can't choose it either. I can't. But I, also, that's because both of we y'all have are to toxic. take the reality <laughs> of me being my age and still single and you being yours, not wanting to choose yeah. compatibility over chemistry. But I'll tell you that today I reckoned with myself, Sahar. <laughs> you might not be able to make the same things. I don't know if you have this, but I'm an empath. Mm-hmm. I am 150% an empath. I actually don't believe I can be in a place where there is not chemistry. You have and to have a, chemistry. You'll get bored otherwise. But look at there's people. Arranged marriages are what? based on compatibility. Yeah. Is arranged marriage really compatibility? No. It's, it's your parents Let's telling you about, you need to be together. You're not yes, choosing each on, other. But based on our social circle, yeah. our economic status, our families That's interactions. True. It's not just based on this is what we want for you. It's based on what they believe is most compatible to make a successful legacy. Yeah. It's like, it's so f***ed up that like, when I read the article, I disagreed, but compatibility is the more sustainable option. Of mm-hmm. course, yeah. It's more logical. But you just have logical, to decide what ultimately exist. you want exist. out of life. I can't exist. You know what it is? I think it's the independence. Once you understand you can do it on your own, 
you no longer need to settle to settle for what is compatibility you actually want the passion the spark and the chemistry yeah to take yourself out of what is the comfortable space yeah you've existed in yeah the whole notion the whole notion of marriage is because you know it's very difficult to sustain a household full of people so it's like i need my child my yeah. my daughter to be married off right right because i can't because she can't stay here forever she can't stay here forever retire, and the ones that check start slowing up and so all. it's not about chemistry it's about sustainability like can you give her a home so she doesn't have to come back here yeah mm-hmm. and there was a time and age you know we're only what the second generation of women to really have careers mm-hmm. so back in the day if someone cheated if your husband cheated on you and you went crying home the advice you're getting is suck it up and go back and be a good wife. Yeah. Because you can't come here. Yeah. Hello? You know, you can't. We did our part. <laughs> we, we did, did our, our part. part. And your room go is now it. someone else's room. Yeah. And your room is always, there's no space for you here. Your job was to find a husband to go start a new life with. Yeah. But now that women are in a more powerful position as far as being able to choose someone not out of need, but out of want, mm-hmm. it goes beyond compatibility. It's like, yeah. okay, I, I want that chemistry too. Like right. I've worked so hard for everything else. Why can't I have this one piece? As, as women now, and especially as successful women, you want it, you want both. I and know. that's why it's well, so that's hard. The thing. Like, and people say, you why are have you still both. single? I because, have had, a, yeah. I have had great men try to date me. Like yeah. when I tell you catches, like any other like woman would be like, what are you thinking? You're delusional. Yeah. <laughs> Ashley knows of a relationship yeah. I was in like, yeah. where people were like, wait, why'd what? you break up with him? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> why? And maybe I'm naive in thinking that it's possible, but I do think it's possible. At least no, it's never going to be perfect. I it's I never going to be perfect. No, no. I, no, I, it won't. Won't. I think that it I won't, start but... to, I think that some people will think that I'm crazy. But when I tell you it's two parts, A, I believe that it's possible. And B, I believe that God has everything set for me. He, and it's, he has and not it's let time. me the Sorry, God, has not let me the down yeah. yet. Yeah. Every time I thought I'd been look, let down, I look back like, oh, what a save. Yeah. Oh, what a save. Oh, yeah. what a save. So when I think about settling for that seven, like you talk about, it's like, yo, you would only be missing God's blessing. You know? So you have mm. to just trust in it. It's hard. It's yeah. easier said than done. But you just have to believe in it. And that's the hardest part. Yeah. yeah. In anything, in relationships, in your career, in, in life, like just believing that, okay, Tomorrow is going to be, today is better than it was yesterday. And tomorrow is going to be better than today is. You know, I respect everybody's choice, whether it's that you choose a seven in compatibility or whether you choose the 10 and two, which we're describing as the chemistry. I think that everybody is different, right? And you have to go on your own. You know what I mean? Right. Whatever works for you. What happened? <laughs> whether, whether you... Whether you've chosen the compatibility, because there's a lot of people with families and yeah. homes and and desire, maybe not the spark. Maybe yeah. they're invested in other things. Like whatever is your choice, I just encourage women to do what to follow your heart. And when you see an article like this that you disagree with, yeah, that's trying to tell the world that you'll never be successful unless you choose the compatibility over the chemistry, Mm-mm. like to stay true to who you are. Yeah. 
at the end of the day, just don't settle. Like if it doesn't feel right, because I can, I'm sitting here, I'm going to tell you the 10 and the two is not it. But the seven is also not it. You got to find what works for you. Yeah. And you know what, what I mean? What also what, where yeah. you and your partner can meet on an equal level. Yeah. And I think, and I believe that for each and every person, there is a 10 with no two. Which is that healthy mix of compatibility yeah. Yeah. and chemistry well, that we're holding. I'm, 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 I'm not saying I'm not saying perfect. Yeah, we're I'm not just saying, saying that it's feeling. A ten. The ten the is ten. a feeling. The ten yeah. is a feeling. It's yeah. not the perfect person. No, it's nobody not. is perfect. No. no relationship is perfect ever. Where you care to work through your issues because you want to make it to the other side. Because you guys, you might go down to the two, but you want to get back up to To the ten ten. together, 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 and not one person. Because a lot of times, that's where the imbalance comes from. It's the ten giving the ten, the ten giving the two, and the The two giving the two. Yeah, Yeah. and the the ten giving the ten, the two giving the two, Two, and then now this shit is up. Oof, that's good. That's good. I love that. We ain't got no time for. Question time. We ain't got no time for question time. <laughs> this might be the first ever yeah. Ask Ashley episode where we run out of time for question time, but yeah. I think it's worth it. No, this uh-huh. was great. Yeah, I, we don't even need a question me. time. Yeah, you. I don't. But yeah. <clears throat> before Ashley tries enough. to solicit any of our male listeners, I'm on the male listeners for the Birkin. <laughs> well, I'm on the male listeners because I would actually like to find you a genuine partner where you will be happy. And I feel Sahara is that. So if you want to DM me because you want to date Sahara, please. <laughs> Please come in my DMs because guess what? Ashley is thirsty for a Birkin. I just want to find a genuine connection for Sahar. Right, but let's talk about it. If you actually care about Sahar and want to spend time with Sahar, (laughs) I actually know Sahar. (laughs) So I'm happy to uh, answer any questions you may have in my DMs. I have Sahar in my um phone as well so i also know sahar and if you need to get to her i also have access to her so although ashley may know her a little bit better than me i also know sahar may the best woman win may the best woman (laughs) you know what you're right may the best woman win (laughs) sahar thank you so much for coming to ask ashley i'm so glad that we got to catch you while you were on the west coast you might have created a little competition here at ask ashley but either way just whoever Invite us to the wedding, however. My DMs, I check more often. Yeah. Her DMs don't even work. Yesterday, she had Sammy email Instagram. If you guys actually want to get to Ashley, you should probably reach out to Sammy. And then hopefully, maybe you guys can figure out Sahar. Listen, I'm in the... I'm in the... The what? I'm... I'm trying to fix it. Okay. <laughs> I feel that in the next three to four days, I will have access back to my So in, okay. in the meanwhile. In the meantime, in the meanwhile <laughs> holler at the Ask, Ask Ashley podcast. I don't know how you do this because your page is kind of private, right? Are you off private um, now or what's up? No, do you I'm, want to tell the people where they can find you? Or, okay, on. Let you, me remember what my name is. Yeah, she, oh. <laughs> so She's had a pet private page for so long. Oh. Well, yeah. And then... I changed my name and I don't like the new name oh. and I'm still working. We need to change. I think where's Sahar would be nice. I like, I mean, I'm, is that her? So where's Sahar is right in my type of lane. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone's always asking. Where are you? Where, where are, are you? you? Yeah, yeah. No one knows. So, so they're, they're like, well, though. Find out. Yeah. So, um, official Sahar B. Yeah. So, How do you spell that? Um, official. If you don't know how to spell that part, then don't, don't slide in there. Um, Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> Sahar S A H A R and then B as in Bravo. 
So love Sahar, her. official yes. Sahar B. Yes, so, follow her. I love follow it. Follow me. And until next week, sis. Bye. Bye. Adios, amiga. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Ask Ashley Podcast. And if you want to connect with us, you can find our website at www.askashleypodcast.com. You can find me, Ashley W., at Dear Young Queen. And you can find Ashley N. at Ashley North Style. <laughs>